Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effects on the markets. This podcast is for educational purposes and should not be taken as investment advice. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you're prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now onto the podcast. Hi everyone, I'm Dylan Holman and joining me is seasoned trader Henry Ward who has over 10 years experience in the markets. Hello everyone, how are you? The podcast has a simple format which will see us talking about the top three financial stories in the news. This week we're looking at Snapchat, Alibaba and Nvidia. First things first though, Henry, how's your week been? The week has been pretty pretty strange um, as it's going on. We have the dollar potentially getting stronger, the dollar potentially getting weaker. We have the president elections going on. We have the stimulus, whether it's going to happen, whether it's not. But with all that aside, we've just seen a little bit of a, a boom on the likes of cryptocurrencies. And Bitcoin has broken the $13,000 mark, so which has been very, very good for any of the crypto traders out there. So, And the other markets, like so the dollar, it's been flat as a pancake. The likes of the stocks, it's been slowly, slowly coming back. But with the likes of the crypto, that's the market that's moving at the present moment. Exciting times indeed for Bitcoin. I heard that there was no resistance level to 20,000 from one uh, commentator on social media. You can take that with a pinch of salt, but, you know, exciting oh, times that, potentially that, ahead. That is a pinch of salt. The courses, the courses levels. What was the high of 2019? 20,000. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, of 19, so it's 13,800. So there's, there's a level there, which it actually hit. It actually hit today. It went up and hit that level of 13,800 a day. And it now is back down at 13.2. So that's, that's, a, that's a, a big spike and then drop in the one day. So that's the resistance. That's the high of, of 2019. So what was that? July. Yeah, that well, was, one to keep that an eye on anyway. We pinpointed on the, on the webinar. What was it? Yesterday. Um, we, we done that on the webinar. So yeah, anyway. Okay, let's crack on with topic one then, which is Snapchat. Now, this is an app that I imagine every young person out there will know instantly what it is. For some of us who are a little bit older, I must admit it's not one that I have on my phone anyway, but it's an app that you can send photos and chat over, photos disappearing after 10 seconds. Since the beginning of lockdown, we've seen an explosion of users on Snapchat, which has meant that extra revenue through advertising for them. Was this growth to be expected? It depends on where you come from. If you're looking back in, in March, no, it wasn't expected. Snapchat was pretty flat. It was sideways. It, it, hasn't, it wasn't going anywhere. But with the, with the lockdown, it, it, had, it massively. So it, it, definitely wasn't, it definitely wasn't in the blueprints for um, the likes of investing before lockdown happened. But then lockdown, and we're at home doing nothing. Now, screen times on our phones went up by 50%, okay? So, which is anyone that has an app, uh, you know what I mean, people that is on their phone or something that people use regularly, it, they're, they're, the screen time actually exploded, which means then the likes of Snapchat, the likes of Instagram, the likes of Facebook, Pinterest, TikTok, and they have all boomed through this time. So, it, it definitely wasn't on the blueprints, before lockdown, but the minute lockdown happened, yes, it, it, it's definitely something that we expected by looking at this and looking at what has happened across um, other social media platforms. Yeah, so these extra users normally means extra dollars in the banks for social media platforms. So how, how has this affected Snapchat and their bottom line? 
invariably it, it, it comes down to um, the, the stock and what's what's after happening with revenue. So yes, yes, it does. Rev- people on using the platform generally means that then you get more advertisement, you bring in some more money into the coffers. But back in March, the stock was at £7 ATP. Okay, so it's not a massively high value company. Now, today it was at $41.26p, which is a 600% move um, since the bottom of, of March. And uh, wow. we, we, we talk about the bottom of March is the bottom of March was at 7, 780. But the average, the average price that Snapchat was at before that for the last year and a half was $15. So it wasn't, it wasn't like it was a, a huge drop. Yes, it was a drop of 50%. Okay. It still was a big drop in monetary terms. But to go from where they were at, at $7, uh, we'll just call it $8 now to go to $41, that has been a pretty big jump now. We saw Snapchat's Q2 jump already so what we found with the likes of snapchat is that it jumped in q2 so when we're looking at q3 we're all looking at and anticipating see what's going on some people are saying it's not going to do well some people are saying it's going to do well but if we look at the consensus you're a, a, a follower of the likes of this podcast you will know what the consensus is the consensus is what wall street thinks so wall street assumes that snapchat's numbers were going to come in about 550 million Okay, but the actual number on the Q3 report was 678 million. So instead of having a 5% loss, Snapchat actually made a 1% profit. So with all, with all the wheeling and dealing with what's going on with people coming to the platform with the 50% extra uh, time on your phone, this has, this has skyrocketed and it, the, numbers, the numbers are just showing here how well it has how well it's done. Okay, so yeah, they were expecting a 5% loss and ended up with a 1% jump. You know, very, very positive. How has the market actually reacted to this news? Well, as, as expected, the market has, has, taken, has taken a big jump. So uh, any company, everything comes down to revenue. So if, if you're a social media platform and you have loads of people on your platform, which you've no revenue coming in, you will, you will get a little bit of investment from people who look at the value when you do monetizer, okay? But if we look at the likes of Snapchat here, it's the monetization is there and they actually brought in 128 million more than expected. So that is a significant jump. Now, in the last seven days, Snapchat has jumped 55%. So it has jumped from $27 up to $42. So that's that's a huge, huge jump. And, and it's one of these things that people always ask me, Henry, should we be looking at news? Should we be looking at stuff? with this should we actually be jumping in and trading what we have to do is we have to use our head a little bit it is one of these things that people say to me henry but yeah but common sense is not very common <laughs> um, but if we look at what's gone on we saw in the the q2 that the likes of Snapchat, the likes of e-commerce, the likes of these companies, their revenue went up to the roof. Now we're coming into Q3. Has anything changed? The answer is no, it hasn't. Nothing has changed. We're still on our phones. We still have a lot of people work from home. We still have people on furlough, stuff like that. So nothing has changed. So do we expect revenue to change? No. But what would happen is that more people will now want to advertise. Once they saw the jumps in numbers on the Q2 report, they will come and advertise on a platform. And, and that's exactly what we've seen here. So we've seen investors now also rushing to this. And once the, the good numbers come out, we've seen this and it is it has gone on from there. So it gapped up 
um, about 25%. And from there, it is the, the numbers that continue going. So it's gone up another 25% after the revenue is reported. So yeah, this is good times for Snapchat at the moment. Do you feel that we might have missed the opportunity on this one? And the second part of the question is, how aligned are social media platforms? Obviously, you've got the big ones like Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. You know, if Snapchat are showing strong performances in share prices, does, does that mirror across these other social media platforms? Okay, so this is, where, this is where I say to people, you have to use your head again, okay? You have to use common sense, okay? Now, if you look at the likes of Snapchat, it's, it's much, much smaller than the likes of Facebook, Okay, so if we had a, a revenue jump in the likes of Facebook, we probably wouldn't see the same types of jumps. Okay, we wouldn't see the same 25% jump or, or 50% over a couple of days. But if you look to the smaller ones, um, the likes of the Twitter, and I say smaller ones, Twitter is not a small company by any stretch of the imagination, or the likes of the Pinterest of this world. If you look back at what happened with the Q2 earnings, so Snapchat is the first of these social medias to come out and they have jumped in Q2. Then if you look at the likes of Pinterest, it jumped in Q2. If you look at Twitter, its revenue jumped in Q2. And Facebook, it sort of stayed where it was in Q2 because it had that big thing where people were doing the blackout and they, and they weren't actually, they cut their social media or the, there's ad spend on their social media. So we didn't see a big an impact um, on the Q2 report with the likes of Facebook. But if you look at, say, Pinterest and Twitter as a dry run in Q2, they both jumped on their earnings report. So what we have to do then is we have to look into this. We have to find out what the consensus is. What would happen if it comes out better than the consensus? What would happen if it came out worse than the consensus? So it is definitely worth investigating into the likes of this. So you're looking at one company and then looking at its rivals and seeing have they done something similar? And if they do something similar, what's the expected outcome? So yes, it's about doing your due diligence, about doing that and looking at them because they are all pretty aligned. If we look at any of the social media, I expect older, older Q3s to actually be pretty positive because we have new people on the platforms, we have new advertisement on them, and digital marketing has gone huge at the minute. It's one of these things that has gone off the chain because any sort of digital company are doing well. There's, there's loads of companies out there with money to spend, so the likes of Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, they are going to benefit from the extra customers they have in there, whereas you have companies out there trying to advertise to those clients. So yeah, I expect, I expect Pinterest and the likes of Twitter to have the same jump. Will Facebook have the same? Probably not, but I would expect them to have positive outcomes in the earnings as well. Topic two then is Alibaba. I think most people might have heard of Alibaba by now, but it is actually making a debut on this podcast. So Alibaba is, is a Chinese multinational technology company specializing in e-commerce, retail, internet, and technology. Put it simply, most people will know it as the Chinese version of Amazon. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's basically very, very similar. But the main difference is, is um, we talked a little bit, of, we talked a lot about e-commerce companies. Now, a lot of these e-commerce companies like Shopify and so on and so forth, what they do is they buy an awful lot of their stuff on the likes of Alibaba. Why? Because the likes of Amazons are, are too expensive. So that's where a lot of the drop shipping happens is on, is on Alibaba. And we, now, we know that the e-commerce has done extremely well over the last quarter and this quarter water expected so yeah it is something that has, has has done very well we've talked about amazon previously having made record profits this lockdown 
I presume even though Alibaba had a really tough year in 2018, that they had similar growth um, in 2020. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They've, they've gone on from strength to strength. And yes, they had uh, massive issues in 2018 and they had two main issues. And one was the sort of the counterfeit stuff that's being sold on the, the platform because the general, a couple of years ago, the way we looked at the likes of Alibaba and the looks at the likes of um, Amazon, if you wanted to go get quality stuff, you would go to Amazon. But if you wanted to go get stuff where you could potentially be ripped off, but or you could potentially find a gold mine, uh, that's where you would go. You have you you would order something and you have you have no idea what to expect. I'm not <laughs> sure that, that's on their that's their marketing slogan. <laughs> yeah, but that but that's the that was what Alibaba was in say 2018. But what they've done is they've clamped down massively on counterfeit stuff, and also then the revenue wasn't wasn't great in 2018. It was down 3.8 percent, which wasn't good but then we have the likes of the spotify that's come into this world and they have taken off e-commerce is just on everyone's everyone's wish list at the minute and then slowly from there they have kicked on from there and it's they've done extremely well yes so over the last two years we've seen their share price double in value do you expect the company to continue growing like this or is there going to be a bit of a plateau so they have they have made it fifty percent year on year for the last two years. So it, it is it is gone on it's gone on really really well. Now when we look at the likes of um, the likes of Alibaba and we, we compare it to the likes of Amazon, Amazon um, Jeff Bezos is the is the richest man in the world. Okay, so they are competing in the biggest economy in the world, which is the U.S. And then they have the likes of Great Britain, places like that, Australia, places like that as well. But if we look at the likes of Alibaba, it's it's a child's compared to the likes of uh, Amazon. If Amazon's the dad, then Alibaba's the baby. So it's one of these ones that it's competing in the second biggest economy in the world, which is China, which has loads and loads and loads of upside. Now, what they've done is they have put themselves in the market correctly. They have sorted out the platform issues. They sorted out the counterfeit issues. And what they've done is they've continued to grow 50% 50% over the last two years. Now, do I expect that same growth for the next coming years? Probably not the same growth, but I would expect 10 to 20% a year over the next couple of years. So yeah, Alibaba is definitely one to, to have on the watch list. Have they had any new partnerships or are they looking at anything which might slightly diversify their offering or are they trying to keep pretty, um, pretty tight on what they're known for? No, see, Alibaba are, are a bit like the Amazon of this world. And what they've done is they, they've based a lot of their business on the cloud computing. And, and that side of that is, is a bit like Amazon has just, just grown phenomenally, okay? Um, but what they've done is they've also um, seen the Alibaba returns on food delivery. So in 2018, they merged with, with a company called L.me, which is their lifestyle app, Kobe, which is a competitor to Tencent. Okay, so Alibaba's digital media and entertaining unit is also seeing a huge rise. Now, Alibaba also has the video streaming platform, Yoku. My pronunciations of these are, are shocking. But yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's a music streaming service, Jimmy. And uh, they've also... I must admit, I've not heard of them either, but I would love to know the real pronunciation, <laughs> how close you got. Yeah, Amazon, our, our, our Alibaba also has a, a licensing deal with Walt Disney's unit. Okay, that Bonas, one I got. <laughs> uh, Buena Vista International, which has... Um, which allows them to actually stream and sell most of the Disney content on there. So it, they are signing deals left, right, and center. And they, have, they haven't they have just got their fingers in one pie. They have 
video streaming, they have music, they have TV, they have deliveries, uh, and that's it. Now, the big thing with, with, with um, Alibaba a couple of months ago is that they could not keep up with the demands of deliveries. So what they've done is they've actually sorted that out over the last quarter, and uh, I, I do expect good things over the, next, over the next coming months and years for Alibaba. Okay, well, let's move on to our last topic, which is NVIDIA. This is actually a tech company that we talked about a few months ago on the podcast. So how comes it's come up on the list again? <laughs> well, the big reason is because it's come back and it's now touched, my, touched the trend line on the daily chart. So it, it's something that we have, um, we've talked about loads and loads of times, whether it's on the podcast, whether it's on the, on the likes of the webinars. And NVIDIA is one of these companies that has, has just done exactly what it said on the tin. It's, it's, it's gone out, it's cornered the market, it's gone on very, very well, and it seems to be just growing and growing and growing. So if, if anyone's a technical trader, it's just come back to a, a trend line and it, it bounced off the trend line, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's now touching the trend line a tenth time. And every time it's hit that trend line, it has bounced. So yes, it's a technical analysis trade. This is something that, uh, is, is literally technical analysis. Overall trend is going up as well. So it still meets all the criteria and it's something that it's absolutely on my radar because of this. Have they done anything to generate news coverage and um, maybe introduce new products or anything like that? Or are you basing this specifically off technical analysis? Well, I'd love to say that it's just 100% technical analysis, but it, it's unfortunately it's not. There is a really, really good technical setup, but also if we look a little bit deeper behind the scenes, this powerhouse is in the growing market of gaming and digital center, but it's also gone into drug development. It's giant deals or assigned a deal with GlaxoSmithKline. Okay, which is, um, and they're, they're looking to get into the artificial intelligence for the medical sector and, and using the database that the pharmaceuticals already have to look at pathogen images or genomic signals. So it means then that we're trying to amalgamate the best minds in the world in medicine and the best minds in the world, which are in algorithms and data and put the two of them together. And can they come up with some sort of vaccines and how is this going to help both companies moving forward i saw on the 5th of november nvidia announced a partnership with as you say the the healthcare company gsk and its ai group it seems a very strange relationship it seems very strange because you've got a gaming company and a pharma together <laughs> it, it's like the one of those um people walking down the street and you look at and go one of those is punching it, it doesn't it doesn't look good together but if you if you look into the back end of it you have the pharmaceutical companies who spend millions and millions and millions of pounds on the likes of Bactines. They have some of the, the best databases in the world because they well, they put five to 10% of their earnings into R&D. So they have to have a database there that, that's good enough. Now, what NVIDIA are, are a data company that have some of the best minds in the world as well. And what they're doing is getting the two of them sitting at the one table. Now, if we can get people at the same table and you have specialists in one area and a specialist in the other, they can then, if they're working in tandem on the same project, all of a sudden then you have people who are blowing your mind. All of a sudden you have potentials for vaccines. You have much smarter ways of running algorithms. You can tweak them, you can take out. And, that, and that's the thing is that these algorithms are, are so, are so, 
strong or, or have so much detail in them, sometimes another mind looking at it has nothing to do with, with what the sector that they're in, looking at them going, well, why, why is that there? Because that, that doesn't make any sense. If you take that out, all of a sudden then, the algorithm works much, much better, much faster. And then in turn for us as a consumer, it means that we get potentially more vaccines, we get drugs at a, at a cheaper rate, so on and so forth. So when you look into this and delve into it a little bit more, it makes an awful lot of sense. But on the outset, and you're looking from the outside then, and you're well, why is a gaming company <laughs> yeah. with, with a pharma? It, it, just, it just doesn't sound right. But at the same time, you know, NVIDIA has diversified. They're not just a gaming chip manufacturer anymore. They bought, I believe, Arm, the Cambridge-based company, who have chips in basically all the iPhones and gadgets that you probably are using day-to-day but without even realizing that you're using yeah, these it, it, company it's, chips. It, it's, you know, it's, they, they have fingers in pies. Yeah, it's turning into one of those sort of powerhouses in, in that area. Great. Well, that's it for this week's podcast. Is there anything else that you think people should be keeping an eye on? Well, look, for me, it, it, you're in the midst of earning, earnings week in the, in, the likes of the, in the likes of the tech sector. So for me, it's, it's looking at that. Uh, if you're a savvy um, crypto trader, the crypto is moving at the minute. It's hit, it's hit that level of the 13,800. If it breaks that level of 13,800, there's not many resistance above that. Um, so if it breaks that level, I would expect that now to run. You have another level, I think it's about uh, 17 or 18,000. And then you have the big one at 20,000. So if it breaks the 138, there is huge room for this to run. Now, whether you jump in on Bitcoin or whether you think some of the lesser known coins like the Trons, the Neos, the Ethereums are a better, are a better trade. But yeah, there, there is some opportunity at the present moment in stocks and in the likes of crypto at the minute. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's podcast. You can learn more about the markets on Henry's weekly webinar, which you can find by going onto Google and typing in eToro Trading School. Thanks very much. Cheers. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com.